This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey, welcome to Gen Z Money. Today, I've got Azaria back on to host this podcast episode, and she's really talking about spending and how to be intentional with your spending. Now, a lot of you might think, well, why are you having Shopback be a show partner? Well, the truth of the matter is, one, we need help to do this podcast. Two, I wouldn't put a brand in front of you that I think would cause harm. And three, I think as you hear later on in the episode, you'll hear about ways that Azaria talks about how to get intentional with your spending. And I really believe getting cash back for the stuff you're buying anyway just fits. If you are new to Shopback, you can jump into the show notes and you can get a $10 introductory offer. And we'd just like to thank Shopback for helping us be better spenders and really help us to spend with intention. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode. If you're the kind of person that finds yourself constantly spending way more money than you're supposed to, no matter how hard you try to save, this episode is for you. I'm going to break this episode down into three different parts. So the first part will be removing temptation. The second part will be exercising physical restraint. And the third will be to spend wisely. Now, I have a bunch of tips, so I'm just going to group them into these three categories. Uh, So strap in. First of all, removing temptation. The first thing I have here is it could seem obvious, but I know a lot of you out there are doing this. And that is don't hang out at shopping centers out of boredom. If you've got a day off and you've got nothing to do and you have the tendency to spend money unnecessarily, a shopping centre is the last place you want to be. If your supermarket is in the shopping centre and you find yourself drifting, you've got to find another supermarket, a standalone supermarket. I am not playing when it comes to this. The same thing goes for online stores. I know a lot of people out there will find themselves accidentally opening an online retailer on their computer or on their phone. This is a toxic place for you. You may even have to go so far as blocking these websites if you find that they are sucking your money. If you don't want to be that extreme, I do think a good idea though is to unfollow any retailers on social media that tempt you to spend money. So any clothing companies, any tech companies, makeup, all of that stuff, remove that from your feed. That's just a constant source of temptation and it's constantly pulling you away from achieving your financial goals. Instead, try replacing those accounts with accounts that actually encourage you, uh, personal finance accounts, success accounts, goals accounts, people who are speaking on issues that you find important. Just remove all of that crap from your feed that, that tempts you to spend money, to look a certain way, to buy certain things. You do not need that in your life. It is not helping you achieve your financial goals. Another thing that is really, really important is to avoid services like Afterpay and ZipPay like the plague. If you already have an account with Afterpay or ZipPay, you need to pay these down as quickly as possible and shut that off for good. I know it feels like you're just breaking down your payments into smaller, easier to pay off payments, but at the end of the day, Statistically speaking, you're far more likely to spend more money when you're using services like these. So Afterpay, ZipPay, all that kind of stuff, bad idea for people that want to become better savers and curb their spending addictions. All right, so moving on to exercising physical restraint. So number one, before you buy something new, try selling something that you already have. In doing this, you're putting money towards the new purchase 
you're not cluttering your room and your house with crap and you're also going to be less encouraged to buy something that you don't really want if it means that you have to sacrifice something that you already have. So you might want to pop something on Gumtree, on Facebook Marketplace or the likely scenario will be that you just kind of reevaluate the thing that you are looking to purchase. The second one is to set goals. It's hard to have any restraint on your spending if you don't actually have anything that you're saving for. So if you don't have anything urgent like a car, if you're not looking to buy a house anytime soon, totally get that. I'm exactly the same. But just ask yourself, where do you want to be in 10 years? And when you're going to make these purchases, ask yourself, is this actually aligning me with where I want to be in the future? Do I want to start a business? Do I want to buy a house one day? Do I want to move overseas? It's really important to write these goals down, get an idea of what you're actually wanting to achieve and asking yourself if these purchases that you find yourself making on a regular basis are actually leading you to where you want to be. Another tip would be to not buy something new until you've used what you've currently got. So this probably applies mostly to purchasing clothes so if I find if I see something in a store I'm usually looking to buy the same black dress or the same black pair of heels for the 50th time it's a terrible terrible habit of mine but what I'll do is I'll tell myself if I already have something like this at home I need to make sure I wear that before I purchase anything new not only does it mean that you're not overloading your closet it also means that you're actually being creative using what you've got and ensuring that you're not just filling up your closet with more stuff that you're not going to wear And I'm sure this applies in other areas too, for tech, for music, whatever it is that you're spending your money on, make sure you've used what you've got first. Now, the third category is spending wisely. Now, trust me, I could talk all day about this. I am that friend who spends 10 minutes Googling a code for cheaper pizza to save $2. I know it's it's annoying, but honestly, it has probably saved me a small fortune over time. So my first tip here is before any savings happen or any wise spending happens, just make sure that you are actually allocating yourself some fun money that you can just blow on random stuff. It's so hard in any area of life to go cold turkey when you're trying to break a habit and that applies to spending as well. It's just like a diet. If you tell yourself that I'm just going to eat you know, lettuce every single day and I'm not going to ever eat touch chocolate again, it's so hard to stick to that and it's so easy to relapse. Same with spending, it's important to make sure that you're saving money, but you're also letting yourself have a little bit of fun as well. So just give yourself a set amount that you are willing to blow on random crap each week and know that once you have spent that money, there's nothing left and you do have to be a bit more selective on what you're spending your money on. Now, my second tip in this category would be to have a savings plan and a spending plan, not necessarily a budget. I don't know about you guys, but budgets have literally never worked for me. I find that they're really restricted. I feel like I'm constantly being watched, even though it's just me. No one else is looking at my budget, but I feel like I'm constantly, you know, really restricting myself and I'm not allowing myself to actually enjoy the things that I am spending my money on. So as you guys might know, Glenn, who owns this podcast, who runs My Millennial Money, he has a spending plan, which is really, really good. It just allows you to make sure that you're covering your bills, you're putting money aside for savings, but you also are letting yourself have some fun with your money. So that also obviously leads into giving yourself money to spend on whatever you want. If you still have that freedom, but you're also saving, you're much more likely to stick to this plan and it's going to be a lot more sustainable. Third tip I have in this category might seem like a bit of a random one, 
But that is to give yourself a bit of an education and learn more about fast fashion and about consumerism in general. So a few years ago, I watched a couple of documentaries. The first one was called The True Cost, and that was on the impacts of fast fashion and how the workers in these poorer countries are being treated by retailers that are constantly pumping out new clothing, new shoes, new accessories. That one was super, super eye-opening and that made me question where I was spending my money and how much stuff I was buying in general a lot more. So I definitely recommend checking out The True Cost. And the other one, which isn't quite the same, but it is, I found it really valuable, was The Minimalist Documentary. Just all about living a more minimal life. Trust me, if you are an overspender, if you're a consumer, someone who loves to fill your house up with stuff... This documentary could be a really, really refreshing take on consumerism that you might quite enjoy. I know for me, this actually really pushed me to finally get rid of my massive CD collection that I had gathered when I was like 13 to 15. I didn't even have a CD player at that point, but I was just so scared of letting them go because of all the memories that were attached to them. But I eventually just decided to give them all away for free and I felt a lot better for it. And that came from watching that documentary. So definitely check that out. So this leads into my fourth tip in this category, which is to always look to purchase something secondhand before you go brand new. So say if I want to purchase a new camera, and I have obviously done this before, I do my research and figure out what I want, but I'll always check on Gumtree, eBay, Facebook Marketplace to see if anyone's selling it almost brand new or lightly used before I go to the store. With a lot of things like gaming consoles or tech, I would say mainly tech, so many people buy this stuff thinking they're going to be really dedicated, they're going to start a podcast, they're going to start a YouTube channel, whatever it is, and they just don't stick to it. So you can really easily get really lightly used or even completely unused items for a fraction of the cost of buying brand new. You're getting the same thing. Not only are you saving money, but you're not contributing to excess landfill, or poor working conditions in these countries. Fifth tip is to give yourself three days before making a new purchase. If you run into something in the stores that you really like, you want to make that impulse purchase, you want that rush of serotonin, it's a really good practice to give yourself a few days to kind of sit on it and see if it is what you really want. And normally what I'll find at the end of those three days is that I've either completely forgotten about it, which clearly means I didn't want it that badly, or I just don't care about it anymore. It obviously takes some effort after three days to then get up, get your ass to the store and go purchase that thing. But it gives you just a bit more of a frame of whether or not you actually value that thing that you were wanting in the first place. Now, my next tip applies probably mostly to clothing, and that is to calculate your cost per wear. So let's say you buy an outfit for $100 and you wear it once. That means you spent $100 to wear it on that one occasion. If you wear it twice, it's cost $50 per wear. If you wear it four times, it costs $25 per wear, etc, etc. Obviously, the more you wear it, the cheaper it is per wear. So that could probably help you think twice if you're about to buy a dress or a suit that's like $200 only to wear it once. Maybe you're just better off renting that dress. My next tip is pretty obvious, but a lot of people don't do it is just to do your research on everything before you purchase it. doesn't matter how small or how large an expense it is, always look for reviews before you go and purchase anything. YouTube's a really great resource for reviews, 
Google, Amazon, whatever it is, just make sure you're purchasing the best available option of whatever it is you're trying to get so that you're not then getting a faulty product or a product that doesn't quite suit your needs and then you're having to go and rebuy and spend even more money. And my last tip just leads back to what I was saying before. If you're buying anything at all online, always look for discount codes. Just Google the name of the store and discount code and most of the time you'll be able to find something. Obviously, pizza, as I said, you can always get cheaper pizza than what's on the Domino's website. Don't be paying full price of pizza in 2020, please. So that covers off most of my tips. I do just want to say, if you are currently a spending addict, I want to tell you that although spending gives you that rush of serotonin, it makes you feel good, it feels nice to have that stuff, you would know that that does wear off over time. But I can tell you what doesn't wear off is the feeling of financial security and having money in the bank. Now, spending money is addictive, I know this, but I can tell you it actually becomes quite addictive when you're setting money goals. You want to save your 500, you want to save your 1,000, your 5,000. That becomes equally as addictive and it's a much healthier addiction to have. Let that become your obsession. And the last thing I want to say as well is I'm not a perfect person. Obviously, I'm a good saver, I work in financial planning, all of that kind of stuff. But I'm not immune from having bouts of wanting to spend money on random crap. But what I do when I do find myself in this situation is to ask myself, where is this coming from? What is amiss in my life that I feel I need to fill that hole with stuff? For me, if I find myself having the urge to spend money on random stuff, it's usually a sign of stress or anxiety or a lack of fulfillment in some area of my life. It's usually a case of me trying to fill a gap or avoid facing some issues that are happening in my life at the time. And if you are the kind of person who is constantly spending money and chasing that like that feeling of happiness that comes from buying something, have a bit of self-reflection and say, what is happening in my life that is giving me the urge to do this? Maybe it's maybe it's nothing. Maybe maybe I'm thinking too deeply about this, but often I'll find that these people that are overspending money They have something in their life that they're avoiding. So have a think about that. Now, I hope you guys enjoyed these tips. I know I just hit you with like a million different tips. But if you take even one or two things from here to help you spend less money and have more of that money going to savings, I am happy with that. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you do subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you in the next ep. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorised representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services licence 451289.